do the job. Do the job. <clears throat> I was I was at the gym this morning and um, and I've noticed this. I've noticed this a lot. So if you're a personal trainer, don't don't come at me, Tuan. Um, I've noticed this a lot. Personal trainer client shows up and there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of how was your day? How's your week been? Um, very, very light uh, exercising taking place. Like I use the word exercising loosely. Lots of conversation. Um, sometimes it sounds like a therapy session and I'm not, I'm not mocking that, but it's, that's what it is. They're unloading. To be fair, I don't follow them around the gym for their, their half hour or 60 minute session. And so someone might say, that's what they need to do at the beginning of the session. Uh, all right. I've just seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot of different trainers and a lot of different clients. Um, I have to guard against this with coaching at, uh, sometimes where it can become um, sort of, you know, like mock therapy or just uh, conversational, too conversational. There is a time and place, particularly in coaching, and I guess I'll give the uh, benefit of the doubt to training, um, where that you, you know, in order to move to sort of fully move forward with the coaching session, it might be important for the client to release some things, get some things off their chest and move, and move forward. There's, there's sort of a, a process for that. Uh, but with all that being said, my encouragement is do the job. Someone hired you personal trainer to get them in shape. And if six weeks go by and you have a new friend and they, they, you know, haven't moved toward their goals, they still look and feel the same, just a little happier because they have a friend. That's great. If, if the agreement was made up front that I just be happy to make a new friend. And if everyone's on the same page with that and they're okay paying you money to show up once a week and have a friend to talk to, that's fine. But if, if they have asked you for some specific goals, then you have a responsibility to help them meet those goals. You have a responsibility to say, hey, Susan, uh, I'd love to hear about your week. And if that's how you want to spend our time together, that is your time. But you did ask me at the beginning of the session that you wanted to be able to run two miles within the next six months. How would you like to spend our time together today? Or, or something, right? Um, I, my encouragement is you have responsibility to that person. As a coach, you go into a session and, and, and there's a lot of unloading and a lot of winding and weaving. We have a responsibility to bring them back to um, <clears throat> the focus for the session and the overall goals. And you can, again, you can ask, hey, I noticed that this is um, really on your mind today. You really keep coming back to this. Is this how you want to spend our time together? Or would you like to connect back to the, pre the previously stated goals or what you mentioned at the beginning of our session? We have a responsibility to do that. Someone is paying us their hard-earned money. They're, we've made an agreement that our these are our goals. Uh, and so we have responsibility to help hold them accountable to that and hold ourselves accountable to that. Um, when I was a, uh, the, pro the problem is, or, or the challenge I think is, is one, we can be really good at the other thing. 
I, most of the trainers I've seen are happy to smile and laugh. And I'm not, I'm not picking on trainers. Um, smile and laugh and sit there, drink and, and, you know, uh, be a listener. And they're probably pretty good at it. Um, I can be, I can be good at just having a chat and lip being an ear and, and those kinds of things. Those could be helpful as a coach, but we fall into the trap of doing it all the time because it's easy because it's easy for the client. It's easy for us. We're not, I, I don't believe we're fully serving the client. We're not meeting their goals unless that's what they have stated they wanted. When I was uh, in high school, my, my, I guess my second job, I worked at a shoe store, athletic attic. I did not like interacting with customers um, initially. Go up and, you know, do the whole deal. I didn't like doing it. So I would organize the shoes. This is, I'm embarrassed to admit this a little bit. I would organize the shoes in the back. They were a mess. It was a disaster back there. No, no offense. It just happened. No offense to that. But I got it. It just happened. Like, so they were just kind of a mess. It would happen over time. And I would go back there and just find so much new room and like get the sizes where they belong and turn the boxes a different way. And it was incredible, but, but it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Like, what do you, Hey, we got customers on the floor, you know, I was really good at it. And it was easy for me to hide behind that. Oh man, I'm adding so much value back here. So just be careful falling into the trap of doing what's easy, doing even what you might be good at, what's comfortable. Um, if you're fully serving your, your client, your customer, whatever it might be, there's probably going to come a time when you have to say, all right, you told me you wanted this today. You're bringing this. How would you like to move forward? How would you like to use your time? Is this really how you want to use your time? Um, is this helping us move toward your stated goals? Then they can decide, but I believe we have a responsibility to hold the relationship accountable. Hey, as always, I'm pulling for you. I look forward to talking to you next time.